This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. You ready? Yep, ready. Guys, welcome to the Full Blast Podcast. I'm Jeff Fader, or George Fader. Whatever you want, you know how it is. We're going to get into that too, but, but with my favorite friend from Austria. I don't know a lot of guys from Austria, but you're my guy. Ben, ben Camon is here. Ben Camon is here. But before we get in with Ben, we're going to talk to, and I'm going to get a, I know a few Ben's in Austria. Don't, don't get, don't get mad when I said, I don't know what the hell I was talking about, but don't worry about that. I'm with you. Uh, first things first, let's care, take care of a little business. Number one is Broadbeck Ironworks. Broadbeck Ironworks making this two by 72 grinder. It's an awesome grinder made by knife makers for knife makers, metal workers, woodworkers, sculptors, potists, anything you're doing. You're, you're taking away material. And then you can use a Broadbeck Ironworks uh, 2x72 grinder. And for sure, for sure, for sure, check out what they have. Go follow them on Instagram. And they have discounts. They have discounts on the, if you put in Knife Talk 200, you get $200 off their grinder packages. If you put in Knife Talk 100, you get $100 off their sharpening system, surface belt grinder, or their leather sewing machine. So go check out what they're doing over Broadbeck. I got two of them, and I swear they're the best, and they make my life so much easier, and all the attachments and all their flexibilities. I love my Broadbeck Ironworks 2x72 grinder, and they're doing good doing good things. So uh, Blade Show's coming up. I would definitely check in, see what they got going. I'm sure they're going to have a discount or some sort of deal going on with them, but uh, keep your eyes peeled. Definitely follow them on Instagram, and um, I appreciate Broadbeck for sticking by us. Thank you very much. Next is Even Heat. Manufacture the finest heat treat ovens available. Go check out your next heat treat oven at evenheat-kiln.com. The guys at Even Heat are the best. I uh, I have two Even Heats. I use one for heat treating, one for tempering. And I'm going down to the Center for Metal Arts where they have one uh, heat treating oven. And I'm going to bring another Even Heat with me so we can heat treat and temper fast and perfect. And I don't have to worry about anything. And it's great. And whether or not you get the Ram Master, the Tap Control, all, you have different options. You don't have to have 220 in your in your uh, facility or wherever you live in your garage or whatever to have a heat treat oven. You you can use. They have different things available. They have the LB series, which is the the long blade. There are no coils in the back. The tap control, the Ram Master. They they have it all. And if you need one, go check out what they got going on. Definitely go to evenheat-kiln.com. See what's going on. And if you follow Knife Talk, you'll know that they have a distributor we have a distributor over at knife talk there that's giving a hundred dollars off united states and 75 dollars 75 dollars off and by the way ps 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 go check out maritime knife supply and go check out uh, broadback ironworks i think they're dealers as well so go check out what's going on even heat thank you so much next is Nordic Edge. I had a real nice conversation with Bjorn over at Nordic Edge down in Australia. They're great guys, and they teach a lot of classes, a lot of blacksmithing classes, a lot of bladesmithing classes, and they have uh, tons of stuff for knife makers, uh, including the uh, Big Mert file guide, which is an awesome file guide. They have handle scales. They have knife steel. They have hammers. They have tongs. Whatever you need to get started, to get resupplied, if you're in Australia, check out what's going on over at Nordic Edge. Follow them on Instagram, Nordic Edge, Nordic underscore Edge, and uh, it's nordicedge.com.au. Uh, definitely check out what they got going on. I really appreciate them. And if you want to check out the Big Mert File Guide, go to knifekits.com in the United States, and they have the Big Mert File Guide. Hey, listen, if Mert's, if Mert's on board, 
That's serious. That's Mert Tansu is uh, is serious, serious, serious. So if there, if he's involved with the Nordic Edge, then they gotta be legit. So check out uh, those guys over there, and thank you so much, Bjorn and, and Jamie and all those guys over there. I appreciate it. Speaking of knife supplies, why not go to Maritime Knife Supplies? That's MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, MaritimeKnifeSupply.ca. For all your knife-making needs, belts, abrasives, steels, kilns, forges, presses, heat treating ovens, anvils, anything you need to get started or resupplied. They're in Canada, but they ship with ease. United States, Lawrence is awesome. He is a knife maker, and he's very involved with the New England School of Metalwork. They just gave, he started a scholarship. They just awarded the scholarship to a to a very knowledgeable young man who is going to use that scholarship to better himself as a knife maker. And thanks to Lawrence Lake and Maritime Knife Supply for being involved with that. And check out what they have. If you want to get some abrasive belts, you get the 10-pack, and you get one free, which is nice. And uh, they're always putting in new things, especially if you're in Canada and you think, ah, we can't get anything up here. Check out Maritime Knife Supply. You're down in Tennessee? Ah, I can't get anything down here. Check out Maritime Knife Supply. I know what you're saying. Uh, I want to get that TR Maker equipment. Go get it at Maritime Knife Supply. He got it all squared away. Um, so thank you, Maritime Knife Supply. He also had Broadback. If you're in Canada and you want a Broadback, go ahead, get, go hit up Maritime Knife Supply. Get yourself a grinder. All right? You know what I'm saying? All right, good. Next is Trojan Horse Forge, makers of the stable rail knife finishing vise. I love this vise. I use it two times, once to hand sand my blades and once to finish my handles. Ain't, ain't not, I'm done with 2x4s. I ain't, I'm not, uh, 2x4s are in the garbage, ladies and gentlemen. I used to take 2x4s, put it in the thing, and then nah, 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 nah. no more. And then you use the Trojan Horse Knife Finishing Vice. They have plates that support your blade. They have rubber all over the place. You can spin it all over the, all, any distant, any place you want, you can turn it. This thing is awesome. And if you go to TrojanHorseForge.com, you can check out what they have. They do things in batches. Uh, definitely, it's a hot ticket item, so get yourself one when you can and how you can. They have payment plans available, and if you put in the promo code Knife Talk uh, Full Blast, I am tired, Ben. I swear. <laughs> if you put in the promo code Full Blast, you're gonna get free shipping in the United States. So go check out what's going on with them. And uh, yeah, listen, you say, hey, yeah, I, I like a knife video. I like that, but uh, I make kukris. And it, the plate bends. Don't don't worry about that and uh you distal tapers no problem uh integral bolster no problem it the, he's gotten it all squared away those guys at trojan horse so go check out that stable rail knife finishing vice and go tell him i sent you all right trojanhorseforge.com and payment plans are available so if somebody's looking at what you're spending he's you know divvy it up divvy it up they'll never know all right i'm with you next is i had a real good conversation with my boy coy baker Coy Baker and I are going to do a new deal. They're going to sign on with Full Blast, and they're going to be on board. They are been on board. They're going to stay on board. So I love this steel. It is not only beautiful, not only fun to work with, but easy to work with. All Coy Baker's forged uh, steels, exotic steels, are very, very easy to work with. When they show up, they're in needles. They cut, cut like a dream. You can, when you have, uh, you have a core, a, a hardenable core, you have a shim layer of some sort of metal, some of them are bronze, some of them are copper, and then they have, uh, I've been saying pattern welded, I don't know, I've been saying mosaic Damascus, not mosaic Damascus, it's pattern welded steel or Damascus on the jacket, so it's, again, it's got sandwich, a beautiful sandwich, and when you're grinding it, the cool thing is, is, you know, if you're grinding a piece of Damascus, you don't necessarily see, you don't necessarily see where you are. And with the copper core or the bronze core, you actually see when you have released 
the core material so you know where you are. You don't have to dip it to see what's going on if you screwed up. It's super duper easy to work with. It's very easy to finish. I've made two. I had no problems whatsoever. So go to bakerforge.com and put in the promo code full blast. You're gonna get 10% off your order. Get yourself some steel. Get yourself some gator piss. What? Gator piss? Yeah, gator piss. They make an etchant that you don't have to mix anything. And it's ready to do all the etching. And it's going to make the core black. It's going to make. It's going to leave your shim alone. And it's going to etch your Damascus. And you're going to say, I love gator piss. I love gator piss. I cannot get enough of this gator piss. Okay? Just don't tell your customers. Because they don't need to know. They're going to be paying a lot of money for this knife. They don't need to know how... They don't need to know the names of everything. You know what I'm saying? Leave it. Leave a little bit something for the imagination, okay? So go get yourself some of that gator piss and get yourself some of that exotic steel. Koi, we're going to have to have a conversation. But it's fine. You're with it. I'm with you uh, at bakerforge.com. And go follow on Baker Forge and Tool on Instagram. They do awesome reels. They're fun guys. And last but certainly not least, I want to thank Total Boat. Total Boat is the makers of are the makers of adhesive paints, primers, polishing compounds. They started out making stuff for boaters. They still make stuff for boaters, but they realized you makers are crazy and you like to make all sorts of strange things and they're game. They support your weirdness and they're going to help your weirdness. If you want to pour epoxy, go ahead. If you want to use all those sorts of colors and all that stuff, you want to make some hybrid handle material, get it. Get some Total Boat. I've been using Total Boat now. I've been using their two-part epoxy exclusively uh, since November, since November, and I love it, and I've been using it for the hidden tang knives, I've been using it for the full tang knives, and it is great stuff, and the one of the good parts is, one of the great parts is, a lot of times I do a lot of hit file work, or maybe I want the, the epoxy to be a different color, like the inlay, they sell dyes, they sell the dyes that work perfectly with the epoxy so you're not fooling around you're not like hoping you're not crossing your fingers hoping it's gonna work it works great it hardens terrific i really 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 like uh total boat so go check out what they got i also like their uv cure clear resin uh, that stuff is really good their customer service is excellent and uh, i actually just got some of their i think it's called honey butter it's called honey butter or something like that it's this it's this really wild it's you know a honey you know, a honey bear jar and it's for like cutting boards and stuff like that so i got some of that that stuff's awesome i um and uh, i appreciate that so definitely go check out what's going on all my boys keith decent Derek from malden keith johnson keith mitchell Jimmy Duresta, they're all using Total Boat. So go check out uh, what's going on over there. T Full Blast 10 gets you 10% off at TotalBoat.com. Thank you very much, everybody. I certainly appreciate it. And without any further ado, Ben Camon is here. Now, if you haven't heard him, he'd been on here before. One of the most innovative knife makers in the game at Austria. And it's he the long history as a blacksmith, long history as a knife maker. He's got... He uses old school techniques. He's got brand new designs. Ben, come on. How are you? Thanks, Jeff, for the great introduction. Is I'm it okay? Great. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I mean, I, right. I wouldn't say it about me, but uh, why, I like, well, I like hearing it. <laughs> well, you should. I, you know, I, I think about you all. I mean, people, people, people message me. People send me. 
people DM your work to me and say, hey, do you see what he's going on? you see this guy, what he's got going on? And I say, of course. Of course. I know Ben. I know all about it. <laughs> I get, you, I get your, your images sent to me more than, than probably most. 100%. Really? Oh, yeah, dude. People, <laughs> your stuff is really awesome because it's really like blacksmith heavy. And then, but you have this kind of racing style machinist quality too. It's this real, it's a real dichotomy between old school forging and new school design. And it's like, it's just, there's something about it. It's like, uh, it's, it's, it's almost like, it's hard to explain, but you I mean, you've kind of hit both buttons in the same way. They don't feel like they're, they, they don't feel like they're inappropriate. Well, I, I, I feel honored honored and 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 i'm happy that they are to the liking of someone at least you know oh, you, you gotta cut this shit out i mean i've known you too long now you're doing that bullshit you're doing that bullshit to me where you're being all bashful come on man i've made knives i've forged knives where i really wanted to be very forged to finish forged heavy i shove it in the handle and it just it works but it's like in my mind in my heart of hearts i'm just like eh doesn't really i mean it doesn't feel as cohesive as it could be and then i always look at your stuff and i'm just like that son of a bitch he figured it out he figured out how to like hit all the dots and dot all the i's and t's and he's figured it all out <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know what to tell you all a right, lot of luck i don't know <laughs> what's going on how you been i'm good i mean i'm sitting here in my pajamas a glass of rum looking forward to a good conversation with you so i'm 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 very good how are you I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm tired. I'm tired. One thing, one thing that I saw, and I, I'm gonna hit hit on it right off the shoot, <laughs> is you did this awesome Chinese cleaver. And one of the things about your posts on Instagram, number one, they're great. You always have awesome music. Your photography is very good. You do the right thing when you wear gloves in your hands, because who knows what the hell's going on in those hands of yours. You're you're very attuned, <laughs> but you also are a little subversive, which I love. I am all about subversion. I think subversive you know, is a real important thing. And you wrote this thing. Well, you first, you said, you first, you said, you got to look at this texture and you zoom in and zoom in. And there's this picture of someone spreading their butt open or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> this little character, like, you know, was spreading his butt open. And then you said that you said that you've been having, uh, issues with people on knife forums. What's going no, on? Yeah. No, not, not, not really issues. You know, um, it's a little playful, uh, back and forth. I'd, right. I'd say. It's, Shot it's not, across not, the bow. Yeah, yeah no real, real issues. But, but I like to, to tease say? them a little. Hmm? Pardon me? I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> I, I don't. I see. My problem is my teasing can like it usually escalates. So I have to be real careful who who I take shots at because otherwise, you know, people don't really, you know, people think you're really not kidding sometimes, and then they get a little bit. Some people go overboard and they, you know, it gets ugly. So I I tend to. Uh, hold back teasing too much i i i I mean i wasn't aware of that but um uh, the other day my wife asked me about uh, a certain comment and what's going on there and i i I told her we're just kidding i mean it's 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 um not not serious (laughs) but she she wasn't getting it either so um that that was really the first time i uh, thought maybe the kind of sarcasm uh, written on on the internet uh, doesn't translate as well as I'm I'm thinking it does. <laughs> well, here's the problem with you. You're so high level that peep that's the problem with like guys like you and Aaron Goff. You guys are so high level that no one everyone thinks you couldn't possibly have a sense of humor. You're just too serious. 
you know, yeah, but, he's, but I'm he's subversive to... too. <laughs> yeah, but I'm trying to post the, the stupid monkey every time I make a joke or or some stupid eyes, you know. So I I I would think I was thinking that 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 would um, give a hint, you know. But wow. I don't know. Maybe for some you, people, not. these people think they have too high of an opinion of you. They don't they don't think you're joking. <laughs> they just think you know they're just like yes sir, yes sir. <laughs> I I gotta give you. I also I gotta give you a lot of credit too because. You really do a lot of you show people how you do your your process. I think that if you were to look at your bolsters and your butt caps of your chef knives, if you didn't show people how you did it, I don't think anyone would be able to figure out how to do it, frankly. Um, yeah, most people that commented that didn't already know, um, I think, or, or not most, but many uh, thought they were CNC machined. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm taking that as a compliment because CNC machining to me means precision it means high tech it means you know all the good things whereas uh, other people comment that they they were happy they are not cnc machined because uh, they wanted to be handmade i'm i'm a romantic but i'm totally unromantic regarding this so would i be able to cnc machine them i would totally do that but um yeah it it, it it doesn't make any sense for me it I, I i crunch the numbers it's it's just from an economical point of view it, it just makes no sense uh that, machining them that's the biggest well that's one of the things that was a that was a, that when when you you see your fingers kind of the one the interesting thing is number one is i think that people sleep on how hard it is to drill holes correctly and you have, you know, there's one where you're, where you're creating the bolster of your knives. One of the things, if you're listening to this and you don't, know, you don't follow Ben on Instagram, you're nuts. This is like a top five in the world knife maker as far as I'm concerned in terms of innovation and like what he's doing. And if you're not following him, just stop here and go follow him and then come back. But the bolsters are so interesting because they definitely look machined. And how you do it is you tell people how you do it, which is you drill the holes first and then you cut in your the, the, the bolsters, which makes this like slanted pocket and it makes it look like his. So if you were a woodworker and you were making like a chair, you would do a pocket screw and the pocket screw or a pocket screw hole. And then you'd have a special machine that would drill at an angle so it cuts everything nicely. Well, that doesn't really work with steel. Your, 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 your drill bit's going to like catch on something and it's not going to be a nice cut but if you drill straight and then you cut into the the channel of the hole you get this beautiful you've created this beautiful uh this beautiful um accent to that makes it just critically to the critical to your design but the fact that you do it by hand number one is insane totally insane for me the big thing was like oh my god this guy's drilling six holes on the money on the money because you can get off by a little bit and you see it you know yeah yeah, yeah i mean it, it it took a lot of practice and i mean still i'm i'm making <laughs> major mistakes with the drills you you every batch i i i drill the holes you know working with so many different materials oftentimes i have wrought iron then i have titanium and and bronze and all in the same batch and you always have to adjust the rpms of the machine and then i mean i'm doing it manually not with um uh, how do you say it when when the when the drive is fixed or or the the um you know going down pushing down oh, with the oh, lever yeah, 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 yeah. Um, when it's fixed yeah exactly I, i'm doing it by hand so um oftentimes i break the drill bits in the titanium because that shit is sticky as 
Fuck. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. It, it's it's it 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 tends to um, really uh, eat eat the drill drill bit drill huh. bit. So. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, the other thing, you know, I, I was actually thinking about your videos. I actually my uh, my old my old lead the old lead guy who at my shop who really taught me everything is a guy by the name of John Ledford. And he, I've talked about him every so often. He's the guy who really showed me high end ornamental ironwork. He showed me how to fabricate railings. He was really like Uri Hoff. He was my blacksmithing teacher, but you know, for the the theoretical stuff. And John was the guy who showed me at the practical applications of everything. And we had. Back when we were at the Center for Middle Arts, we had a bridge port and we had lathes and stuff like that. We never used them. And when I was looking at the way you were drilling your bolster holes, I was like, oh, yeah, he's using a milling machine. I never used a milling machine until this Christmas. I got a little mini, mini milling machine to do bolster, just strictly to do bolsters. And I realized to cut the holes, the ferrule holes for the knife to fit in. And I started to realize that I can use this a lot more. And then I just did this magnetic board and I was able to get a, a router bit. And then just all of a sudden I was just like, I don't have to mark, I don't have to mark a straight line anymore. I'm in the, I'm in the line. And I realized that how screwed I was years ago, having to manually drill holes for railings for, you know, holes for the pickets. And I had to do everything by hand. Not only did I get them, in the, I had to get them in the middle and then I get them on the side. If we had just, if I had just used a milling machine, it would, my life would, I wouldn't have had to deal with one, one of the two measurements I had to deal with, you know? Yeah, and I started to realize that that's what you do. I mean, all of a sudden that cuts, if you're using a milling machine for the way you drill, you already got two holes are going to be in line on that point, on one plane, but period. And it's going to be this, you get, you, you get so much more accurate with a milling machine. I need one at some point for sure. But oh, you uh, don't uh, have one? No, no, no. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, just a, a, a drill press. I thought it was a milling machine. It looked like a, such a high-level milling machine. I didn't no, no, realize that you were using a drill press. It's a yeah, it's a it's a it's a high-end uh, drill press with um, you know a mechanical gear. Okay. So it's it's not a cheap uh, um, hardware store machine. It's a more expensive one, but but not 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 really you know super high-end or anything, but but not a cheap one either. Because um, that's the thing. Most people, all drill presses are not built the same, and you can't get the accuracy that you have. With like one of these milling machine, uh, one of these drill presses where the the tables got slop and that you got to constantly, you know, you got to square everything up every five minutes. Yeah, those hardware store machines are crap. I mean, they they work for the home user. I don't know, but um, really for a metal shop of any kind, I don't see that happening. Um, I mean, you know, if the if the if if it's not important what they are doing and and it doesn't need to be hundred percent square, then yeah, of course, why not? It's cheap. But once you need some precision, I think you you're getting yourself involved with more work, uh, bottom line than than uh, spending the money on a good machine and uh, using that. I'm I'm amazed at how much better my fit up is on my bolsters now that I'm using uh, a milling machine. And I I did get one of those uh, like a cross vice. It's like yeah. a, it's you can makes it makes your your drill press into a milling machine. Yeah. But I'd be like it was it was drifting off all over the place, and I was like I can't use this. I can't count on this at all. And 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 um, well, I got this little milling machine. And I'm just like I, I'm so I curse myself because I wish I had. I wish I knew how to use a milling machine. You know, 20 years ago. Yeah, I mean. They, they 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 come in handy for certain tasks <laughs> for sure. Yeah, well, for you. I mean, for you. For that's the interest. The interesting thing is, is your 
the the decision making you have on the bolsters and the butt caps of your knives in the grand scheme of things they're not like i mean i'm saying this respectfully they're not as important to the knife but they become critical to the design yeah yeah i mean the overall looks um uh, they they are uh, eye catcher i think because um uh, once people see the knife, they 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 immediately Im immediately look at those holes and ask uh, themselves what they are. So I think at least, um, so uh, yeah, I think I think for the design they are quite important. But it's it's yeah, it's it's the combination of things, I guess. <laughs> and I would imagine that it takes almost as much to do the butt cap and the bolster as any other part of the fucking job. <laughs> They are no, actually, they are. I mean, it's a lot of drilling. I'm I'm drilling two to two, three days for about twenty handles. You know, um, wow, that's a long time. Yeah, but that, that's you know, I'm I'm cutting the end caps out of sheet metal, so ten millimeter, um, for example, ten millimeter thick sheet uh, titanium, and and uh, the bronze I only get as a round bar. So I have to cut discs off first, right? And then, um, but essentially, I'm working with a sheet then, uh, or, or, or uh, like a coin, a thick coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but but it starts all from the flat, and when I'm saying two to three days drilling, I'm meaning cutting out, you know, grinding to shape, um, two to three days until they are finished and and mounted to the handle wood. So. In the in the grand scheme of things, I'm I'm thinking that's that's not the worst part. I think no. that the handle fit up overall, um, you know, um, uh, fitting the tang into the handle and the fit up from uh, knife or blade tang to handle, um, that's pretty demanding because I'm I'm still doing that by hand too with a with kind of a big file guide. Um, I think, yeah. I, I probably spend almost the same time on the fit up overall than uh, um, that, that that I spend on the end caps drilling them and stuff. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I also I believe it, and, and it's like actually I hate I hate now I I did I got I was so I wasn't wary of doing hidden tang knives, but I felt as though I was so when I would drill a hole and then I would put it in I tried the whole drilling it and then using a, a brooch to kind of make an exact snug fit. And I've tried, and I've done the, I've done the um, bedded, bedded tang a number of times. And all I'm, I just think that there, it's just, there's got to be an easier way. And for me, the easier way is using, is making framed, framed G10 handles where I've already cut the slot out. And the, the size, the, the middle piece of my G10 is the exact size of the tang. And you can make a hundred of them and they slap right in and then you look down the barrel and they are straight as an arrow every single time. And, and to me, it's just like, this is for me. I, don't I think do that's, the, that's the smartest solution, um, making the hidden tang knives um, with a more traditional construction, like without those end caps and all that shit, because... I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to broach the holes and and with the doubles and I don't know what what people do. I wouldn't want to do that either because I mean, I mean, for me, it's mainly that I I, I wouldn't want to grind the handle on the knife. I know some people take it off then with the with the wax right. and and epoxy and I don't know, 
but uh, but yeah, uh, it's feeding it to the to the blade and grinding. Then I always would grind into the blade. <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm just too bad for that. I, you know, it's it sucks, and the, I do, I I get as I get as close as I can, and I finish it off when it's all glued up. But it's a very fast finish for me because I really. I figured it out a way that to, that I like it, and I like the, this new style of handle I'm making, the the size and the, and the feeling of it all. But I have to finish it. I can't do it completely because I'm always afraid that there's going to be some sort of inaccuracy. And when you're doing large batches, you get one wrong, and then you do them all, and you get ten wrong, and it's just like, I don't want to be involved with that. So I, I need to give myself a little bit of space. Maybe you know it doesn't sit right, or maybe it just moved a hair, and I need to be able to kind of make some adjustments. So I, I always have on an eighth of an inch all the way around i don't know how many millimeters that is but you know what i'm saying I, yeah I get like a you know a pinch a pinch of a pinch of material all the way around so i can make some adjustments if i have to i mean it's super interesting that you say that how do you approach that because when i um do batch work i always make a prototype and then maybe a second one i take pretty exact notes on I don't know grinding chicks and all that because it's it's really I, I don't think people um, are mindful of that when you mess up the first one in a big batch and you're doing a certain step uh, start to finish and then the next step and you're having a mistake in there then all the handles or all the blades are fucked so yeah. um, that that's something to be mindful of when you, when when you're doing batch work it can be efficient if you make no mistakes. Yeah, but you, but you and I both have worked in in blacksmithing fabrication shops, so we understand how to make sure that you don't have you don't have a problem. Like you don't want to show up to a, a job site and it don't work, you know. And I think that you also, I I appreciate it, and I know I think you do too. I appreciated all the hard days of doing the same thing over and over again. Because you do learn this sense of um, efficiency, but it's like for me, I changed the way I did batches of uh, when I do batches of the hidden tang knives. I do all the fit ups before I heat treat. So like I'm cutting in, I'm cutting in my bolster. I'm 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 fitting all the bolsters up against the 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 knife before. What is this knife talk? Unbelievable. <laughs> I fit I fit I fit it in. I fit it in before I heat treat it because then I know then I know at least that's correct and then i try to do as much fit up as possible before i heat treat and and then really you know what the funny thing is is i don't trust myself completely i feel like i don't want to what i don't want to run into is a problem after things are glued up and i got to knock things apart that's the last thing i want to do so i just give yep. myself enough room for error and not trusting myself and then everything's been good and it's been i like i like I like the difficulties of batch work. I, I really, it kind of like makes me, it, 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 it's, it's very intellectually stimulating. You know? yeah. yeah, you have to be very, um, have, have a good tactic. I don't know uh, how, to, how to put it. You have to have a good game plan, so to say, in advance. The, the crazy part about knife makers is a lot of them don't want a game plan. They don't, they want this to be, you know, make one knife at a time, and they like the enjoyment of it all and the thought of doing piles of them. So I've talked to guys who are just like, I can't do that. It's just too boring. And I'm just like, that's the best part. You've, can you get through something that sucks and you've done it right? It feels great. Yeah. There you go. George, George. Fader. Yeah. George, talk to me. <laughs> Fucking George. This is a, this is a wild week. I, I had uh, three articles come out. It was actually four articles. It was supposed to be two 
I'll break it down. So uh, a number of months ago, I got reached out by Food and Wine magazine, and every so often I'll get a I'll get a message from magazine. They want to do something on knife sharpening, and I was in a video a number of years ago from Epicurious. It was called uh, it was called uh, it was Price Points, and and they call me and they and they name me at knife expert. So if you Google up a knife expert. Sometimes my name will come up, and then they, they reach out to me. So I've been reached out by Savore Magazine. They wanted and want me to do an article on electric knife sharpeners, if you can believe it. I was just like, I, I couldn't say I don't want to do it. Savore Magazine, Savore Magazine, one of my favorite magazines of all time. I was like, you got it. I'm fucking right, whatever the hell you want. And then I get uh, Self Magazine did another knife expert. That, and it's all knife sharpening. This is shit I don't want to really do, but at the same time, it's like stupid not to. So... Uh, food and wine got a hold of me and they wanted to do a whole thing on knife sharpening. And I, I, my game plan is always to dumb everything down yep. to make it, make it as easy as possible for people to understand. Cause it's just like, I don't really think I'm very smart and I don't try to pretend as if I'm some sort of brainiac. I, I'm not, I'm not Dr. Laren Thomas by any means. I'm not even like his, like if he, if he, if he's getting undressed at night and he takes his socks and throw it on the ground. His sock is most likely smarter than me in, in terms of knife knife stuff. I, and, I oh, would, and I'm not saying that'd <laughs> I mean, be fun. I mean, I'm being honest. I'm a, I probably have the. I could probably I could go toe to toe, so to speak, with Doctor Laren Thomas's sock. That's about it. Yeah, but you so have try to, to talk to the layman, anyways. So the layperson has to understand it. I know. Yeah, I know all the socks in the world. I gotta, I gotta hit them all. In, I, all those, everybody got everybody. You're all dumb as socks, and I gotta help you. All the socks, we gotta figure it out. So I do this. So, so one of the crazy things these days with with writers is, you know, all these magazines are being stripped of funds. So they, are, the, the 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 even the best magazines like Food and Wine, and all these Esquire, and all these magazines, they're getting freelancers to do everything, and then they send in everything, and then the editors kind of chop it up and stuff like that. So the woman who was working with Food and Wine was a food writer, but she was a you know she was a freelancer. So she got a freelance gig. She did it. Call me up, and she sent me this email. And she said, I want you to answer. Some questions. So there was this long, long list. And this is the second time this happened. So War Magazine did the same thing. They what they'll do is they'll send you a list of questions. And they want you to email the answers. So then they can kind of take your quotes. It's a little bit less work for them, but it's kind of dumb because it's like I'm not I'm a, I'm a decent writer, but I'm not like the best writer. So it's like you're you're just trying to get a little bit of extra work out of me. So food and wine calls. I just write the Magna Carta. I spend like, I'm up all night, you know, writing all the, because it's just like, how do you make a knife? It's these questions that are so huge that it's almost impossible to answer with like two sentences. Yeah. So then she calls me up and she says, all right, I, this is awesome. You've answered all the questions. This is a lot of information. I'd like to talk to you to kind of get an idea of the person that you are. Maybe we can kind of, I can get your voice a little bit. I'm like, okay, no problem. Calls me up. We kind of go over things. Well, what is this? And we talk about things, and I explain, you know, knife sharpening and the different ways of knife sharpening. And that I give her everything. I give her as much as I, I've written a couple things. I was, you know, I've I've taken, you know, stuff that I've written for other places, to stuff, and I give them as much as possible because I want to be in the magazine. Yeah. So she says, okay, I don't know what they're going to do, but it'll come down the line at some point. So I get a message uh, Saturday a uh, uh, Sunday morning, Sunday morning early from the from the writer i hadn't heard from her in months and she just all she writes is all she writes is well obviously i'm not very happy with the article and um you know they they took what i wrote and then they broke it into three different articles 
So here they are. It wasn't like thanks. It was just like she was pissed, right? I'm like, all right, well, it happens. I, I don't get too bothered by it all. I just like, you know, in my mind, it's like whatever. So I click on the first one, and it says, George Fader of Fader Knives. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, fucking food and wine. The Hudson Valley, you know. Now, the only funny part about this, this is the second time this happened. Yeah, so I read the whole article. You, I re- last, I read time, the whole- last time I, I was on too. And talk. I mean, maybe maybe it's a bad omen when I'm coming on, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. So it's a funny story. So the funny. So so I read the article, and then and then there's a part of the article where they do this quote. I'm reading through. I'm like, oh, George Fader. I've heard that before, and we'll talk about what that is. And then there's part of the article that is gibberish, total gibberish. I'm like I'm like, I didn't say this. I'm going to read it to you, and you tell me if you understand what this says. Okay. I'm going to read exactly how it's written. To establish the edge, use finer grit stones to make the cutting edge of the bladeless resistant. Bladeless is one word. Bladeless resistant, says Fader. (laughs) The finer the edge, the less resistance when cutting. The user can sharpen aggressively or gently with finesse. That's gibberish from where I come from. That doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. I mean, bladeless means bladeless. Means, yeah, like bladeless. a knife without a blade, or what, what's that? It, the cutting edge of the bladeless resistant. It was yes. like, and I and I read it, and I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, this is this is this doesn't mean any. I mean, this doesn't mean anything. This is complete gibberish. I mean, it's this 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 quote. I'll read it one more time. To establish the edge, use finer grit stones to make the cutting edge of the bladeless resistant says fader the finer the edge the less resistance when cutting the user can sharpen aggressively or fin- or gently with finesse it fucking doesn't mean anything i mean it's literally like words strung together and i'm just all of a sudden i'm just like oh god damn it if any knife makers see this i'm gonna get my balls broken they're gonna really think i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about <laughs> i would never say anything i would never say anything that i didn't believe in it i wouldn't do it and, and i wouldn't try to say something where i'm i'm full of shit because trust me i get it enough you know no, so, no. Could you could you could you ask to um, test read the article and greenlight it? Probably well, not. Well, here's these motherfuckers. So 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 I I posted you know. So here's the story with George. So in 2018, uh, this magazine that I'm banned from because I was a little fresh with them. They did. <laughs> they grabbed my stuff. Uh, fuck it. It's Westchester Magazine. They grabbed some pictures and they wrote something. Called George Fader is selling these eight-inch knives ready for Christmas. It wasn't even true, but it was George Fader. It was everything was wrong, and I and I woke up early like I always do, like quarter to five in the morning, and I and I read it. I was mad, and I wrote the editor a very terse letter, and I, all I said was, "You could have called me. You have my number. You could have let. You could have asked me if this sounds good. Instead, my you know my name isn't George." You know, and, and I and I wrote, I said, my name's not George, it's Jeff Fader. And, says, and I might have been a little fresher than I normally would. It's 4.30 in the morning. I, mm-hmm. I I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I shouldn't, I don't write emails anymore before before I've gotten the shop because otherwise I'll write something crazy, totally crazy. So I wrote a whole thing and then they wrote me back and they said, well, you should be happy that you got in, in, in this magazine anyway. <laughs> and then they were like, they were pissed. They were, the guy was pissed. And ever since then, Westchester Magazine, as uh, they don't want anything to do with me, which is fine by me. And I may or may not have said on uh, Knife Talk that their magazine, I may have, might have, may have said to this guy 
may or may not have that your <laughs> your your magazine is fit for the parrot cages and dental offices and white planes, which is not a very <laughs> nice thing to say about a magazine. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, Westchester Magazine has banned me, which is fine. I, I, they, uh, fine, no problem. They banned me, and then they asked me if I wanted to advertise. Hilarious. <laughs> so this comes out. George number two, Food and Wine comes out. And I post a picture of it, and everyone who listens to Knife Talk, they said, George is back. And I mean, all this. And then a friend of mine who is a really good writer for, uh, he's an editor at, at Eater. He was with, uh, he did a thing on Mareko and I for the Michelin Guide. And he goes, he goes, you got to do something about this. It was really right in the DMs. He said, you got to do something about that. I said, what are you talking about? He's like, they have to fix it. This is embarrassing. And then another friend of mine um, wrote the same thing, who was a writer. She goes, you got to fix this. This is embarrassing. They should, they shouldn't do it. So I thought, well, I don't want to write anything because they're going to, I don't want to be banned from food and wine. If I complain, I don't know, maybe this is a thing. No. So I finally just decide after one, this guy says, you got to do something. I wrote, I wrote her back and she said, oh my God, you know, I'm so sorry. And then I said, do me a, f George is one thing, but this one paragraph, this one couple sentences is gibberish. I mean, it doesn't mean anything. Well, she said, what do you mean? And she said, well, that's what you said in our interview. And I'm like, no, no there's just no way. There's just no way. And she wrote, she sent me a, she had, you know, documented the, she, she, she read, she read to me what I said, and it was totally different from what she wrote. And I was like, oh, this is a mistake. So then we had to hustle, hustle, hustle to rewrite it. We rewrote it. They fixed everything. It was all cool. It was all cool. But it, what it makes you realize is they fixed Jeff Fader. They fixed the art. I changed the thing. And what the, what the bottom line was is like every other profession in this world, people don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. And, um, if I hadn't said anything and thank God it wasn't in print, it was in digital. No one's doing print anymore because it's just too much. No. They fixed it in digital that they could fix it. And they fixed it right away. They fixed it within an hour. But at the same time, it was, it was a drag. And then my friend, Julia Sexton, who was on this podcast twice before, she's an awesome, awesome writer. She writes for, uh, she's the editor and she writes for, um, she writes for, uh, Westchester Edible. Edibles is got like it's like a magazine for areas. So there's yeah, Edible. I've heard the podcast. It was good. She's great. It, so, so here's the funny thing. So she said she did an article about me a couple years ago. I had her on the couple a podcast. She had a good time. I said, why don't we do another article? And she had yeah, no problem. Great. Well, the difference between the food wine woman and Julia is Julia knows me. So we did a two hour interview, and she knows me. So I'm saying fuck this and fuck that and these people are fucks and, I'm, <laughs> and the article comes out today and there's an awesome the covers. Ja, 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 I, she asked me, we're doing this thing on art and knives and is there someone that you can think of that it's like a more like a sculptor than and I said, Josh Prince, got Abe Shaw put up a picture from uh, one of the nobody takes better pictures of Abe Shaw from Eating yeah. Tools P.S. Grabbed that picture, put it on the cover. Josh Prince's knife is on the cover of the magazine. Awesome. Totally nice. awesome. They did a yeah, nice I've piece on it. him. They did a nice piece on him. And then they did, and she did awesome right off of me. But the funny thing is, I was so comfortable. I was fucking cursing up a storm. And she loved it. And there, I must have said fuck ten times in this article. And it's like she wrote every single one of them down. Oh, she so did. Okay. Oh, dude. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, is there's one part. I have it right here. It's one part where... Well, there's one part where it's so outrageous that I, it's shocking that they, I mean, frankly, it is shocking that she included it. And so there's one part where, where I, I'm, she's, she's asking me about, um, I'm talking to, 
She's talking about, uh, I hated, this is, I, I, I got so hated, I hated painting so much, I said, fuck it, I'm going to use primary colors. And there's another part down the line where, where it says, um, <laughs> it says, I was like, fuck those. I tell you what, my next sculpture, I'm going to make 60 identical lures, and I'm going to carve them all the same, and I'm going to paint them all the same. Fuck you and your broadcasting. She put it all in there. I said, <laughs> fuck in this article. I mean, I, I, was, I was too comfortable. And this, this, I am cursing up a storm. Is it? I said the last line, the last line of the whole thing is, I, and I said, God damn it, you ruined my whole bit. I say fucking this thing fifty times. And it's because she know the first person. I wouldn't have said a, I wouldn't have said anything. And then this time, but I mean, she's the writer and she has a feeling for that. I'm guessing. And, yeah, and if she, she, she likes it and, and she finds I'll it look. entertaining, I'm, I'm telling you, the last episode of Knife Talk podcast was hilarious. And I'm 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 sure you got a lot of messages. Well, my kids in the car and all that shit. But fuck those people. It was funny. It was hilarious. And I like it if it's dirty and childish and 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 entertaining. That's, well, that's... see, that's the, the there's a there's a weird there's this weird separation. And I'm not mad. I mean, I said to her, I wrote to her. I was like, this is an awesome article. My wife was just like, wow, this is a really great article. She goes. You have quite a mouth on you. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, what, what can you do? I mean, she knows me and she wanted it. She's very like Anthony Bourdain. She wanted that whole Anthony Bourdain thing going on. And I was like, all right. And I know her. If it was, if I didn't know her, there's just no way I would have talked like that. I wouldn't have said fuck every five minutes. I was no way. No, of course. And I yeah. was all hot. I was all horned up. I was fired up about something. And I don't know what the hell was in my. But um, the interesting thing about languages is for years, I would be told, you you know, we don't talk in my family. Somebody, there's somebody in my family who was an awful person. I mean, a really a, a awful person who stole from us, who was, uh, you know, who just took advantage of the re different relationships. I'll be vague for now, but it was a, just a person who was a terrible human being. And she would scold me for my language. And she would, and it was like, I was being judged on language as opposed to my actions. And you find that with a lot of people where they'll they'll have this piety and they'll talk a certain way and, and but then they're and then they frown down on certain language and yeah of course there's certain times and places for these things and whatever but at the same time i'm not a totally garbage human being i said totally <laughs> i mean i'm not i mean i'm not pretending like i'm you know this you know pillar of justice but uh, but uh, at the same time i don't try to do bad things and all right so i say fuck once in a while what's, yeah, the, what's mean, the big and, deal and, and to a person you know that that's that's a big difference if there was a writer you wouldn't know you wouldn't oh, yeah. as you said you wouldn't talk like 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 that to him so you felt comfortable comfortable and 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 talked like like yeah like you normal do normally do so and maybe if i cursed maybe if i curse a little bit more they wouldn't call me george fader over food and wine but i mean <laughs> food and wine you, you know you, some of these magazines you have to like straighten up a little bit you're just like i'm not gonna ruin this because i mean you get you can get uh you can get you know they can decide well this isn't the right person for us you know we don't want this but you know julia wanted to do like a kind of a gonzo journalism thing and she got it she i mean got it yeah i i had a similar experience once it was just a small article but it was enough to um, guide uh, a lot of people. So the, in the article, he mistakenly didn't um, mention me as a, as a bladesmith or knife maker, but a knife grinder, you know, knife sharpener right, in, in right. German. 
And right. and all of a sudden, people were calling me uh, like uh, if they if they if they can get their knives sharpened, and I don't do that because I'm 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 you know it's it's not efficient for me. It's it's not uh, I, I'm not making money on this if because I'm not set up for this. Uh, I can make it, but of course, you know, if you're not set up for for knife sharpening, then um, it, it doesn't make any sense. And and that that's where I decided to if if something comes up in the future, I I'll insist on um test reading the article because but they won't they won't a lot of times these guys don't want the they, they're already dealing with an editor you know and and at certain points and i'm not trying to be like a big shot here but certain points you just gotta let it ride because some of it doesn't even fucking ever matter you know like that's the other thing like i was ready to yeah, let george go because in the in the long scheme of things doesn't really matter but does it really matter and and i'm just like part of it me it does just like, matter because you won't get the blue check mark if it's george fader and not jeff fader <laughs> but if i pay i'll get the i'll get it either way a fuck i mean that is you know it's funny that you said it's funny that you said because that, that was the one thing i want to talk about because every time one of these goddamn articles come out i always immediately grab it and try to get verified of I'll course send it, i'll send it and try to get verified and now people are people are able to buy. I've been noticing a number of friends of mine or or you can you can subscribe and get yourself verified. There's nothing wrong with it. I don't think. And I to the point where when they give, if they give me the opportunity, I don't care. I'll 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 get that. I'll pay for it. I don't it, I don't I'm not I don't worry about whether or not I paid for. We're it. We're talking that's Instagram bad. now because yeah, that was sure. that was Twitter that allowed that, right? I, I no, well, that's know. Instagram now. They're starting oh. to. I uh, three of. I know that Josh Smith just got verified. Chris Zepieri got verified. A couple other guys, and it's you can you can pay. It's a subscription thing, and you know you pay. I don't know, fifteen bucks or something like that a month, and then you get special service and you get customer service and stuff like that. It's like a, you know, it's gonna be a lot. There's gonna be a pile of people with it, but I don't have a problem with that. No, I don't either. Do I mean, it's it's for me the blue badge was always um, appealing because of the security aspects. So for one, you can't be, you know, fraud accounts can right can be um, called out more or less. And and um, I, I heard something to you know reinsist the account if it gets lost and so on. It's easier if it's verified than if it's not. So so yeah. if the account gets lost, like. Um, from you know um craig craig yeah yeah chop knives is gone he yeah don't have it anymore he got uh that's that's a drag for him i don't think he cares as much but yeah chop knives was uh craig's site and he changed phones and it was two factor authenticity and he had a different phone number than the original one and he's lost chop knives so that, that story be, made me lose my hair, man. That would, <laughs> Every that would time I hear it. <laughs> that would devastate me. That would devastate this business to a certain degree. Of course. Like, I mean, and, you know, and he would ha have an easy job to re uh, get, get a new account and he could advertise it on Knife Talk and, and, and you know, I don't know. I don't know why he, why he doesn't. I mean, he's got he's got his I think, you know, it. what's interesting is, is he's really kind of held on to the whole. I mean, the interesting thing is with knife makers the newsletter system works but you got to get them to the newsletter yeah you know and, and then social media is your avenue for getting people you know who are not just window shoppers involved with what you're doing and so we do that too but you know it is it is this precarious situation and we've been talking about it everywhere in regards to how the algorithms change business and what is our what is our uh when we're making videos or making pictures 
who is who are we targeting and and is it working and you know it's it's i find it all to be fascinating but it also is scary because it's like you know there are so many eggs in that one basket you're totally depending on it to a certain extent and what i find crazy because i was of the impression that i i'm i'm not a not a huge computer nerd you know so um pardon my <laughs> no not 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 knowledge so uh, I was of the impression if if you're having the guys in the newsletter, then that's 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 kind of secure that they will get your emails. But turns out, I mean, it was kind of obvious, but I didn't I didn't know the extent of the thing. You, emails are like um, um, censored in a way too. If you write some dumb shit into emails, like right. uh, uh, they they look like those Pakistani scam emails then right. you will get into spam folders too and that's a problem i mean i need to i need to reach my my guys in my newsletter no matter what and i can't always be super conscious on one stupid word you know um right for example my 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 end caps i called them torpe torpedo because they to me looked like the front yeah. torpedo things of a of a of a submarine yeah yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. but that's, that, that's yeah that's a weapon now I'm writing that in the newsletter, and I don't know. It's it's just a stupid ex example, but you know, um, no, it's I don't not. know if they if they censor that for for some reason. Well, one thing that I mean, I'm not in charge of the the. I don't really get the the st the stats that my guys at the, at the shop do uh, in the office, but they'll tell me how many people open the emails. Like they can tell yeah. through. I don't know if we're using Mailchimp. I don't know what we're using. But they can say the open rate, and they're yeah. usually saying the open rate's much better than it used to be. And a lot of it's because I'll throw fucking jokes in there, and I'll write <laughs> crazy things, and I'll try to make it to the point where I'll get people getting the newsletter just to get the newsletter, as opposed to there are a lot of guys who will, they'll send like a newsletter a day, and that's just like exhausting. Yeah, I, I try to much. do it. Oh, it's too much. I try to make the, it worth opening, and it and I try to I tell some jokes. We'll throw a recipe in there will you know go off the tr off the track you know i'll start talking about something and i'll be like eh, what am i doing here and i'll write what am i doing here and this is out you know it'll be this it'll be this kind of like breaking the third the fourth wall down and and people mm. like the newsletter but it, whatever it takes to get them honestly no but I'm, what happens it, is is yeah. and what we've been noticing is we'll do newsletters for something specific but now that we're down to this is like this is we're at the point where i only have after next after after next week i'll only have two custom orders on the books so i don't I'm, I'm caught up i'm completely caught up which is like we were caught up in december and then we got blasted again and now we're going to be caught up again Damn. i'll be able to we were able to put stuff on the website so what happens is lots of stuff different things so what people do is they'll see the newsletter they'll click on it, and they'll buy something on the newsletter that wasn't even promoting on the newsletter so that's really been what's been something that we've noticed so we'll throw a pile of stuff on and then won't say anything and then people go to the newsletter and then they'll pick something else up luring is... them in with the newsletter <sighs> ben it's this is this is whatever it takes my man whatever no it takes. i mean your your strategy is very smart i love the jokes and i love the that you that you get the recipes in you it's 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 i like it i got it Good i got ideas. it I, everything's got to be fun if it isn't fun like even this like this is fun for and, and and it's fun if it's not fun and if it's a drag. Like I know guys who do podcasts and they're just like, Ugh, I got to do this now, and they're they're not into it. And if you're not into it, you don't want to do it. And all of a sudden you're just like, I'm taking next week off. I don't. I love doing this. I love talking to guys like you, and I love you know just interacting. We'll have some fun a little later. 
but um and the audience sh- will recognize it you know it's it's, it's just no definitely. you hope you <laughs> hope i mean that's why a knife talk you know the funny thing now the the bit now that Mareko that uh craig and i do which is really funny is Mareko's a goddamn he's a smart fucking guy like he knows he knows what he's talking about and he'll give you two or three a two or three minute in-depth explanation that craig and i goes right over our heads it goes right over our heads and the funny bit now is he'll do it and then at the end i'll say well what do you think craig and craig's answer to this beautiful eloquent scientific thing is he'll say you're fucked you know or, or something <laughs> stupid it's just like to me that's funnier it's like this two minute setup to this terrible punchline, and it's just like you know if you're not having fun if you're not making somebody laugh then who the hell cares you know <laughs> No, it's good. I mean, <laughs> Marek often can, can't believe it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it is a little bit. It, you know, he likes he likes the fact that we're that we. The good thing is 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 we're all into it. No one's no one's hurt feelings are ever hurt, and they get the the bottom line. We all have different senses of humor, but at the same time, it's like it is perf. It's the perfect, it's the perfect end to anything. You know, we we have a good time over there. So. <laughs> yeah. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll fuck around. So what else is going on with you? Anything? Oh, man. I have to bitch about my customers a little. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm with you. Customer service has been, come on. Let's hear it. Uh, I, I have to, I have to, um, you know, talk a, lot, a little about my ordering process. So lead time is about one year right now, yeah? Wow. And um, when, when someone orders, I, I'm taking orders since... I think almost three years only from existing customers because new customers um, can't get in due to the wait time, wait time, but I won't uh, decline existing customers. So they fill my books constantly. So most of the time, you know, and, and, and new customers come when, for example, I don't know if someone buys a knife at eating tools, then I consider them a customer of mine because they got my knife and, and then new people come in. So, and and old orders too. So I'm right. having, I'm taking the order. I'm writing everything down, address what the knife uh, should be made of. I'm laying wood to the side, materials to the side. I'm having everything sorted out, even though it's still one year lead time. I'm giving right. the uh, people uh, a uh, price estimate, and we can talk about later why it's an estimate and not a fixed price. Um, but that that's a different story. So I'm giving them a, a price estimate, including shipping, everything, you know, the whole package. Any, um, the only thing I can't calculate is the customs duty because that's not in my hand, not in FedEx's hand. That's a right. local government issue. I can't, I can't deal with that, you know. But other than that, you're getting a, a fixed price. Um, or not a fixed price, but an end price. So I'm, I'm telling them the procedure. I'm telling them, um, no, it's, it's some... You, you have to wait a little. You have to be patient, please. Right. And I'll contact you once I start with the batch. Usually one week before I start with the batch, when I'm finishing the, 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 the other batch uh, off, you know, I'm, I'm going through the, through the orders and contacting the guys from the next batch, telling them, look, I would start. Please confirm your address because some people move. Don't tell me right. whatever. Yeah, after a year, it happens. Exactly. It can happen. Totally. Please confirm your address. Is everything okay? Um, and I'll I'll start with the order. And it's four to six weeks until until it's finished and going out. And short before that, I'm get, getting paid in full. And then then once the payment uh, uh, clears, I'm I'm, I'm sh- shipping it out. And still every single pa- batch. I'm talking twenty knives. It's not a lot. Every single batch, 
I'm having one to two people that don't have the money ready, and I absolutely don't get it. I I I I can't wow. understand what's going on in their mind. I'm I'm the kind of guy I'm having the money when I order, even though I know I'm waiting one year. I'm having the money aside, hundred percent. But when when someone approaches me and tells me it's four to six week weeks until your knife will be shipped out and it's it's time to pay, then I'm either saying, hey, look, I'm sorry, I'm I I, I don't have the money right now. I can't pay you. Or I'm saying anything, but people say, yeah, cool, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> and then don't have the money ready. I, 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 I don't understand what's going on. And I'm, I'm typically, I'm patient, I'm friendly still. I'm um, talking to them if they want it. I, I'm, I'm even, even saying to the guys. Um, Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Look, I don't want you to get into financial trouble for a stupid knife. Um, yeah. If, 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 if you can't afford it, let it be. It's okay. So, and it really is for me. I mean, if it's not a, a knife ordered with a pink handle or something like that, um, I, I don't care. I, I will I will either sell it through the newsletter or give it one of my uh, retailers. Yeah. It's not fish. It's not going to go bad. Yeah, exactly. I, it's, it's, a, it's, it's genuinely okay if people um, uh, cancel their order at that point, even though it's finished. And... Usually they pay after a few weeks, but I'm I'm having people that want to delay me four, five, six weeks, um, and and I I just don't get that mindset. You know, I, I'm telling them, look, I have to live from that. It's my only income. I can't do that for you. I'm I'm not a I'm not a fucking bank. <laughs> right, right. I I tell you I'll tell you a couple things. It, it is something that we've had to we've had to stop that from the beginning because in the beginning chasing people down for money is we can't we don't i don't i can't afford to pay someone to chase someone down it's just like it's crazy so we really in the beginning we took we used to take uh uh we used to take deposits and then and then i don't think we ever had to give a deposit back but it was sometimes we would get the deposit, finish the knife, and we would say we're not shipping it until the balance is paid. I don't think I think there was only a couple times where it was like, "Did you get this email?" Or you, you, but usually we wouldn't get it. And then my business partner was just like, "They're paying in full. They're paying in full. I don't care if it takes. I don't care for how long it takes. If they want, if they're serious, they'll pay in full." And we did paying in full, and we never had a problem otherwise. Now the interesting thing is a lot of people, a lot of knife makers say you shouldn't do that. 
and it sucks. And this is the reason why it sucks because that whole idea that knife makers fall into is they get overwhelmed by the fact that they owe all this work and money has been paid. Right. I've known master bladesmiths who talk about it. You know, master bladesmiths might be master bladesmiths, but they're not master business people. And the thing is, is like, you don't want to feel, you will wake up, you want to feel creative, you don't want to feel the, the hanging over. And I just remember, we would just, let's fucking take the money. And I never screwed anybody. And I never, and we were always very honest. Somebody would email me how things are going. I hate the, how, how is it going? How's my knife going? I hate that, that email. I'm just driving yeah. me crazy. <laughs> and I just had to, you know, somebody will write you a message. You'll be like, hey, excited about the knife. How's it going? And you just want to, you want to kill yourself because you're just like, I don't need to let you, because what it feels like is that you're checking up on me. You know, it uh, feels like you don't trust me and you're just like, because you've paid, you feel the, you're like my boss and you're just kind of like making sure I'm not fooling around. Looking I, over I've your never shoulder. done that. <laughs> I hate that. I hate, I hate that, but I have had to make the decision. I've had to make the decision that's not a big deal, no problem. I have one customer of mine who gets in the DMs and he's been an awesome customer for years and he knows how long it's going to take. And then he'll say, he'll always say, he will always say without fail. So no rush. I'm not pushing pressure on you, but when do you think it'll be done? <laughs> and I know I, every goddamn time he's been doing it for years and I've just be like, it, I am on it. I'm on it right now. I'm on it right now. Or I'll give him an exact date and then I'll come in three days earlier just because he's been an awesome customer, but this is just the person he is. I had to make a couple of decisions. I had to make a couple of decisions on people like what you're dealing with. And it got to the point where it was for me, it was my expectations of them were based off of how I should, would react. Like you, you get, you buy something. I, last time you were talking, you were saying, you know, when you buy something, you look at all the details, you know, exactly what it is, you know, exactly what's going to happen. You know, you're very, you do your research, you're very organized, and I'm sure that you put your money aside to get it. Your brain your works, <laughs> your, But your expectation of these fucking maniacs is unreasonable for you because it doesn't work because they're not they're always going to disappoint you oh yeah what percentage of it is i mean I, i like your solution and it works you you're 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 very on, on time it seems you know and and i'm i know you're very organized but um I'm partially austrian did you know that yeah yeah i know i know my grandfather's austrian <laughs> yeah, my grandfather's austrian <laughs> It's a fader. It's, it's a, a fader. That's got to be where it is. It ain't, trust me, it ain't from my other side of the family. I can guarantee you that. No, but um, for me, um, I, I always put it and I always communicated that um, I'm not taking deposits to um, have flexi flexibility for my customer, but for me as well. So um, it, it's really to protect my, my, myself um, right. in, 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 in the regards that I'm flexible to take on uh uh something in between you know a big batch like i did for the for the kitchen knives forum or i'm working right now on a rather big project with toma or other collabs that just slide in and potentially delay uh custom orders now if 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 would if i would have taken a deposit then i would be you know accountable to the, those people can you say that like that uh, yeah, or, yeah of course yeah and since I'm not taking deposits and giving out very vague timelines. I'm 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 consciously consciously doing that to to have the flexibility. Now, of course, I'm I'm bitching about the the delays. What I'm not getting is 
you know, when, when I'm saying one year lead time and it's eight to, I don't know, 14 or 15 months, I'm to, and I'm writing you, the only email in between is I'm writing you, the knife is finished now, then I'm not expecting you to have the money. But if I'm writing you four to six weeks before and you don't tell me you don't have the money or, you know, you can't pay afterwards, it, 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 it doesn't fit together. You know, either, either one of those should be true. Either you don't have the money and you can tell me then and I won't start with your knife. It's okay, I'll, I'll delay it. But tell me. But I don't get the people that don't tell me they don't have the knife. Wait until it's finished and don't pay me. That, that's that, crazy. Yeah, that's what I don't get. I, I'm announcing That's psychotic. It. That's antisocial. It is. It's and really... it's, 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 it's one to two people every batch. And it's not too bad. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not running after them uh, too much. But I, yeah. it, it's just annoying it's a, to me. I'm, it's I'm annoying. Just, yeah. You, you, you do, you've done everything you can to be as transparent as possible. You make it, you, like I, when I said you make one of the, you're one of the five, my five favorite knife makers, you are, you may, everything you do is so to the point and you're, you're very good. I stopped. We used to do that whole thing. I'll tell you what I used to do was I'll never forget. I, I was at a event and I met this woman who wanted a sculpture of a, of a uh, life size. It was a guy. He wanted a life sized uh, heron, a big heron, a blue heron, and it was like a three foot sculpture. And they were we were talking about it, and and she and he said, well, how much do you think it'll be? And I, and I just came a ballpark. I was like, I don't know, five grand, something like that. Got the checkbook out, cut me a check for five thousand dollars right there, <laughs> right on the spot. And I was just like, I was like, blown away, blown away, not expecting it, but at the same time, I was like. Oh shit! Now I have to make this sculpture. And what happened was, I was so I was, and I told them that I was. I'm working on some other things. I'm not know when I'm going to be able to get to it. I decided that I would do these in progress pictures and emails, just because I just didn't want them to think that I'd forgotten. You just, you're, you're, you just, you know that because you have. Let's say you have twenty. You, you're talking about twenty customers, and two of two two of them are flea bags. The other ones who are getting the cust getting the letters from you are like, this is Ben is on the ball. This is what I like. And I started to do that where I would I would I would write little emails and what those emails would do would be would be me coming to them, not them saying, I haven't heard from you in a long time. Where's my knife? It was me being proactive to let them know that I'm on this. Don't worry about that. Yeah. We had to stop it. We had to stop it because it was just too hard. It was just too hard. And I was I was doing, um, I had, I had, uh, I had just cut and pay. I just cut and paste and changed the name. Each email was just cut and paste. Here's how I do the, and I explain the heat treating. And the next one, I explain the drills and the, in the, I had templates Man, and I would just change the name. They so, loved it. So much time. <laughs> I, they loved it. They loved it. And they had the pictures. I would take a picture. I, you know, I'd be at night, I'd be writing. 10 emails a night and it was like it got to be the point where it was too much and I was basically I had to knock it off and now now that I'm almost completely done with custom orders like, like I said after next week I have two after next week I'll have two custom orders two more knives on the books I don't want to have to write people emails anymore and I stopped I stopped because it was just too much work and there was a lot of there was a faith stuff and we, I, 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 there was only a couple times where somebody was like, I haven't heard from you and I want to know what's going on. And I ha one time I wrote, in all the years I've been selling sculpture 
or selling knives or anything. I've never once screwed anybody. I've never once let someone down. If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And that's just it. And, and it's only been a couple times where somebody has been like, where's what's going on here? And I haven't heard from you. And usually it's just somebody who's unreasonable. And the unfortunate thing is we deal with a lot of people who are just, they're unreasonable. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, all, all kinds of people. But I'm, I'm thinking about the guy who, who wrote the check immediately. Uh, that's, that's pretty gangster. I mean, he, 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 he uh, got you into debt, <laughs> you know? Dude. <laughs> like the mob. And, and it I'm, was like the mob. Yeah, yeah. He got you into, into debt immediately, and now he had you by the balls. I mean, <laughs> he had me by the balls. And this was, a, I mean, without getting too much into it, this is a uh, wealthy Chinese business person who moved to New York. And this was like a no nonsense guy. And it was, and it, you definitely felt the feeling that now maybe he gets a little bit of, you know, preferential treatment in the line. And we did that for a while. Tony decided because he got, we had to hire someone and we have now Allison who's just incredible. And I, we thought at one point we had such a customer service was so important to us that we felt that that was going to be the make or break with our business because Tony and I were both in the restaurant industry and, and our boss, Charlie Palmer used to say, you can go to the best restaurant in the world. If the service sucks, you're not going to go back. But if you go to a place where the food is mediocre and the, and the customer service is awesome, you will go back. And we felt Mm -hmm. very strongly about that, creating that experience. So we both had that in our minds. And then at at a certain point, we're just like, all right, we got to stop it with all the emails. We got to try to figure out a way that this is just buy it now. But then when we hired uh, Allison and she, loves the customer service love we people don't people don't uh people don't wait for emails people don't aren't like hawking us in china for all this stuff it was such a huge change to our business to get back into customer service yeah that you just can't it's it was worth hiring someone just to do customer service because then all of a sudden you're you're a person's actually answering your emails properly yeah, I'm bad with that nowadays. Oh, that sucks. Um, <laughs> it sucks. It's hard. I mean, that's some. some I was on. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be on tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, if you listen to the Fire and Steel podcast, I was on with uh, Honor and Honor and Toby. They're, that's a great podcast, by the way. That those guys have such good chemistry. Uh, Fire and Steel podcast, awesome. Toby said to me, "He's like, you put out a lot of knives. How much? How much do you work?" And I said, "Well, you know, I'm in the shop a lot, and then when I get home, I'm." seem to be doing a lot of paperwork so it's like <laughs> that's just part of that's just part of life so you know? 80 hours a week <laughs> i mean it's every day i mean like sat sunday i'm up at six in the morning with this goddamn writer trying to fix george fader it's like you know it's it's never ending but yeah you you wouldn't trade you wouldn't change things you wouldn't go back to the way your life was you love making knives you created something you've you're internationally known as this really really talented guy no, I mean, I mean, I appreciate my job, and I wouldn't go back. You're right about that, but I, but I'm very conscious about my my private time, and 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 my knife maker friends are shocked how how little I am in the shop actually, <laughs> because you know why with, do you say that? No, because I'm having a regular forty hours a week. Uh, my other knife maker colleagues most of the time spend forty hours plus for sure in the shop, and then with office work. But but with two small kids, you know, you I, I I just can't can't work that much because I won't see them at all. Um, I, I'm in the sh- I'm in the physical shop forty hours a week. 
Yep. Okay. I don't, I don't do I mean, weekends anymore. That's... I don't do weekends anymore. Nice. Yeah. I mean that that that. that but that's. I'm, I'm saying nice. Like if this was an achievement, really, it it's the way it should be, right? Right. Yeah. Well, Tomer, Tomer was the one. You you you're good friends with Tomer. Tomer is the best. Tomer. Tomer's Let crazy. me have it. Tomer, let me have it. He he said to me, I was texting with him on a Saturday or something, and he says, "Why are you at the shop?" And I said, because I got to get this job. I got to get this business before the pandemic. And I said, this, I got to get this business going. And he goes, you need to be with your family. He's like, I don't work Saturdays and Sundays. I'm, I, got a, I got a growing family. When, before, before the pandemic, he had a brand new baby. And, oh, no, no, no. Before the pandemic, he only had his one son. And then his baby was born throughout yeah. the, pandemic, during the pandemic. And he said, you can't work on weekends. You got a daughter. And all of a sudden, I was just like, yeah. And I really stopped working weekends. Now, of course once in a while I'll run into if, if if my kid has to go to a, some sort of practice and my wife's at work I'm not going to sit home and not go to the shop I, I go to the shop but I've gotten to the point where we're so efficient here that I can do fader knives in 40 hours now the problem is with if my wife wasn't working things would be a lot different you know and and we're trying to grow in a way that I can take off some of the burden on her you know her job gives us health insurance she works in medical. She her her health our all of our health insurance, dental health, all of it comes from her job. And it would be we couldn't afford it. We couldn't afford just having to pay insurance. How how does that work? You you are insured with her or? Yeah, well, she works at a hospital. She's been yeah. there for a long time. Yeah. And then they give they have uh, insurance benefits to the employees. And there are a lot of people who will, especially in a family, and this is a United States problem. Health insurance is like yeah, that's health insurance is like it's people don't people don't realize how expensive things are until you get fucked up. I, I I've I've seen that I think Steve Pellegrino uh, wrote something about it when he had his uh, neck neck injury. That's right. Yeah, and, and he was it's crazy bad shape. Well, this is the this. Well, here, the, I mean, we talk about society. That's the, one of the biggest problems in the United States is we like to deal with short-term problems. We don't like to deal with long-term problems. And the biggest problem that's going to be happening in the next ten or fifteen years is the uh, how we deal with the aged. The baby boomer generation has set up, you know, you know, the generation ahead of baby boomers no. were not as financially well off as the gener as baby boomers. And you're going to start to see these aging people who make too much money to qualify for government assistance for aging. My, my, my mother blew all of her money. She blew all of her money. God, um, thank God she blew all of her money because she was able to use her Social Security and her Medicaid to help pay for the place that she's in now and get the care that she needs. If she had too much money, it would be it would almost be like it's almost like you, you just have to spend everything in order to we we got we got lucky. No. But a lot of people aren't in that position. They're, they have too much money that they don't qualify for government aid, but it's still not enough to pay for it all. It, we're, it's, a, it's a mess. And really, 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 with knife makers especially, the carelessness, the carelessness, it, you only, it doesn't take a second to touch the bandsaw and you end up in the hospital. It, and then I mean, all of a sudden you got to get, you got to pay $1,000 for seven stitches. It's it's yeah I've heard that that that's crazy too to yeah, me. You mean, it's crazy. I mean here in Austria it's it's more or less free to the to the to the patients right. patient. But I mean really it isn't. I, I just I just today thought about how much I'm, you know how much um, capital 
capital comes in and what I'm actually right. getting uh, out of it. <laughs> and it's about 25% I'm getting out of it uh, taken off, you know, taxes and, and material costs and rent and all that. Um, it's about 25% effective I'm getting out of it. So it's crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's. But you know, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe taxes well, make some some sense in to some extent. I don't know. It's it's well, or, or I mean, not it, taxes, but um, um, obligatory insurance like we have, or ma mandatory mandatory insurance. The the pro the biggest pro the biggest problem, and I know there are probably some people like I, every time I talk about like on Knife Talk where I talk about health stuff, I'll get a couple people in my DM saying I'm sweating bullets. I'm overweight. I drink too much. I smoke <laughs> cigarettes. I know that I have. A, I'm predisposed for diabetes. I know this is gonna happen. I, it's like there are so many people out there who are gonna pay the piper, and and they they just forget about it. They just say, "All right, well, not today. I'm not gonna pay the piper." And then all of a sudden, it's almost too late. When I was 30, I'm about to. I'm a. I'm 49. I'm gonna be 50 in December. When I was 30, uh, we started to we started to use my wife's insurance. And my wife says, listen, I'm getting, we're getting health insurance. I want you to go to the eye doctor. I want you to go to the dentist. I want you to get your blood test. And I got my blood test. I, they, I, they checked me for my, they checked, stem to stern, fingers up the ass, the whole nine yards, whatever it takes. They mm. gave me the whole nine yards. And they said that my, for 30, my cholesterol was a little higher than it should be. And then it was, the alarms go off and everyone's just like, well, you know, you're 30, you shouldn't be this way. And I made it, I, I said, All right, for, I'm going to fix my my cholesterol now because I don't want to I don't want to be 60 with my stomach far out and I have these terrible conditions I don't have to deal with them I'm 60 I don't change my life at 60 I'll change my life now so I so when I was 30 cut back on meat cut back on dairy cut back on booze I cut back cut back cut back it allowed me to the point now where in the pandemic I was drinking a lot I was like, when my wife was real sick, I was drinking a lot. Like, I don't have a, not a problem, but it was like, I was taking the recycling out. And every time that I was taking the recycling out, there was a case of beer or a six pack of beer at least and a bottle of whiskey in the, in the recycling bin. Sounds like fun. <laughs> it was all, I mean, it was all, but, it, but, it, you know, funny thing is I was drinking so much whiskey. That's the only reason why I found out that I had co coronavirus because I couldn't taste it. I didn't know what the fuck I was drinking. I could have been drinking anything. Oh, okay. And, I, yeah. <laughs> I and that was it. And it was just like, oh, shit, I think I have COVID. So so I, I really, after that, I, I, like, you know, the past three years has been like, I don't want to be a burden to my family. I don't want to be a financial burden with the health stuff. So I'm going to cut a lot of this bullshit out that I know I'm supposed to cut out just because I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I don't want to be a burden to my kid. Like, I don't want to be like 80 and she's got to deal with my sorry ass because I didn't prepare her for that. And so I'm trying to take as best care as possible. Now we're dealing with, you know, we're knife makers. We're dealing with dust. We're dealing with fire. We're dealing with particulates. We're dealing with things that could happen. We don't even know. Screw on your power hammer. It might be loose and all of a sudden <laughs> dies, shoot out. You never know. But it's like, how can we, how can we figure out ways in which to kind of stretch this out as far as possible and look down the line? I don't mean to be such a gloom and doom guy. No, but I mean some some conscious about that is important. I think. I mean, I well, I'm 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 no not not a, a sports guy, not a big you know. I'm 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 not doing sports regularly, regularly, but um, I'm 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 always 
you know, if, if I could, couldn't do certain tasks anymore because my body wouldn't hold up to my expectations, that would be a problem for me and I would change it. Now, I, I, I'm not super fit, but I outperform most guys I know. So I, I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm conscious of that. I would change. I, 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 I see it like you. I would change something once once um, I see a potential problem, not even a problem. Well, that you're exists. still a young guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm you know? 34, uh, 30. Yeah, as a young guy. Yeah. You're still I mean... a young guy. But, I mean, it's also you got two kids. And, you know, the funny thing is I get a lot of people. I know, I know so, there's so many Americans who don't have health insurance and because it's expensive. We have friends now who are talking now. You know, here's, the, here's when you get older. Like this morning, I was on the phone with my friend, uh, Keith Johnson, KJ Sawdust. We're of the age now where we talk about our health. <laughs> We're talking, which is like embarrassing. You know, I used you talk used to talk about girls. Used to talk about going out. Used to do another this and other thing. Now we're talking about what's hurting. You know, that's what happens. <laughs> when you get this age. Now, what hurts you? And then you tell you tell them what's what hurts you. So, there's so many people out there who don't have health insurance, and they're just really hoping that they don't have to do anything like get a GoFundMe or get a Kickstarter because the bills are going to pile up because they are going to pile up and there's no unless you die in your sleep you are, you got something's going to happen i mean and it sucks what does that mean in america when I mean, you got no health insurance you got nothing at all i mean will they well, let you die or, or i'll tell you it? what happens i'll tell you what happens i'll tell you what happens i was talking to the social worker who i'm working with with my mother and there are, we were very lucky that we were able to, I mean, it was like, someday I'll talk about how harrowing the last eight months, last, um, well, 11 months was from June to January, how hairy it was. I had to get so much information to have her qualify for government assistance. It was, it was totally insane. When we got everything squared away and the nurse, the, the social worker says, don't worry, you got it all, you got it all, you got it all. And she said to me, you you don't you don't you're worried to say you worry too much you got it all you got all the information she said we have people in here who rack up hundred thousand dollar two hundred thousand dollar bills and then just walk out <laughs> so i mean they walk out and they leave and then they don't answer their mail and they don't you know you you what happens is, is you can you know i know i know of uh, i know some guys who had heart attacks who who were not legal in this country and they you know they were saved but like when the bills started coming, they just pretended they didn't see them. You know, you can go into debt. You can go into debt having to pay them off. There's a million different things you can do, um, but it's bad on your credit. That's for sure. And, you know, it, it sucks. It, it shouldn't be. It, it shouldn't be. But the problem is we know it sucks, but we still don't want to try to ward it off. And I know this podcast is not all of a sudden went from knife talk yeah. to knife <laughs> But it's like, but at the same time, it's like you have the ability to kind of like, cut I'll cut a lot of that doubt out why not cut the doubt out don't eat a fucking you know don't eat your big mac today have a fucking piece of lettuce yeah and get insured like, i mean if if you're not able to earn enough with your business that you can get insured i'm i'm i mean i think you should either charge more or do th do something it's else but see but then now, now you have something interesting so so here's the so so you can only charge so much for your knives and you know you probably see it too i mean there are times i have knives that go for i have a couple knives that are like maximum 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 sixteen hundred dollars sixteen hundred dollars i mean i don't i mean i have a few of them i'm not really it's not really something i prefer but at the same time it's like well i mean we did the numbers and this is what it is yeah. if 
it, if you if you were to kind of factor in your time, your energy, your rent, your insurance for your business, and all of a sudden you have to, well, we have to we have to have health insurance too. It's 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 unreasonable. So what happens is is most small businesses are just like, well, we can't afford health insurance. We're just going to have to not hurt ourselves, you know, or don't get sick, or don't, you know, because the bills just. I mean, you get you have to cut yourself. You got to go to the hospital for stitches. They're gonna you're you're in for a thousand bucks. You you as soon as you walk in that emergency room, thousand bucks right off the right off the bat. Yeah, I've right heard off that. the bat. I've heard that. <laughs> you know, like I I went to get my blood test recently because my, my uh, I had a heart palpitations. It turns out I've been drinking too much coffee. I got my blood test done. Da, 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 da. If I hadn't had if I hadn't had insurance through my wife, it would have been fifteen hundred dollars. $1,500 for the labs to read all the different things for the blood test, for the taking the blood, for the nurses, for the people who fucking put me on the scale. The guy who shoved his finger up my ass, he, should, he shouldn't have, you know, he should have given it to me for free. But that's another <laughs> situation. I mean, that, I mean, I mean, you know, let's, come on. If you've you know, been I mean, shaved. What the, what the fuck? I mean, for seriously. Sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, you're, you're, what the fuck is really, <laughs> but I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's impossible. It's impossible. So it's like. Really, the thing is, is you just got to fucking take care of yourself. Wear your safety glasses, eat a piece of lettuce, cut the fucking bullshit out, and, you know, got to stretch this shit out as long as possible. For sure. Well, that was boring. That was, I got depressing. I apologize for that. <laughs> germs. I, I don't mean to bum you out, but uh, you know how it is. Um, but uh, if you want, Ben, if you had anything else you want to talk about, we could talk about whatever you want. I also have some podcasting weird news. But uh, whatever you want to do. Hit me with the weird news, but I have to ask you one question because you're, you're occasionally... I've heard you're, you, you've been recently in New York City, in the, in the city. Yes. Yeah. I've seen a picture of one of my customers, or, or was it someone else? I don't know. Uh, a picture from the Central Park, and, okay. and I saw something like looking like a matchstick going up into the air, and then I, 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 I searched it. It was a building... The narrowest skyscraper on the planet. You know what I'm talking about? Steinway building, Steinway building, Steinway Tower. Well, okay. Do you know that thing? Uh, Have you seen that in I person? It looks so crazy. And I, I thought... There's one building. I'm a Steinway Tower. Uh, it's so narrow. No. I, I thought about... Uh, you know what I have seen? I have seen it. I have seen it. But it is totally insane. It, 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 but it, it, it almost it almost hides. Yeah. It almost hides itself in the. Uh, how thin it is. <laughs> how thin it, it is. Almost like it's for some reason this giant tower is almost uh, um, camouflaged in the in the. Yeah, you don't notice it. Yeah, it's a. It's, there's some new shit out there that's insane. Totally insane. It was always a dream for me as a as a child because I had a an an uh, aunt. That uh, aunt, aunt, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that whatever. that was in New, New York City on vacation, a lot. I mean, yearly or, or something like that. And I was always, um, you know, dreaming of 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 looking all on all the skyscrapers. It was just, you know, as a child, it was hugely impressive. And in Vienna, we hadn't had any skyscrapers at all at that time when I was a child. I mean, I think they built one in my lifetime, and and then a few others came. But seeing that building, it was so, uh, I mean, 
I wouldn't want to be up there. I, I was thinking as soon as a storm hits, that, that thing will just collapse those, in itself. I mean, obviously it won't, but I was, it, it makes the impression. I was just... Well, there, you know, it's, it, there are, they have a lot of these newer buildings have special things, sway, they, they add sway. So it's almost like it almost compensates for the wind. Okay. There's like, there, so I'll, you can be in one of these big towers and it'll move. And it's and very feel disconcerting. It? Yeah, yeah, uh. yeah. And if, there are things in the in the building to allow you to feel it too. It's like almost like the, I don't know the extent of it. I'm sure somebody knows, but it's to um, compensate, overcompensate for for the wind. Because I mean, obviously, that is a ridiculous looking tower. I mean, it looks like a it's like a straw. Yeah, the, yeah it's like, like a, a yeah. it's like a piece of wheat in the in the standing up. How could it not? It move? doesn't look real. <laughs> no, it doesn't look real. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, the, the New York. Every time I go to New York, there's always something new. I'm not in there. I'm not there as often as I'd like to be. Uh, the older I get, the more I want to be in New York, uh, in and of itself. But um, we're gonna hit down there soon. Hit down there soon for right. sure. So we got weird podcast news. Give it uh, to this me. This is a little segment I have for some people who've been on a few times. We like to fuck around, uh, and I'll, so I'll read you a few, and then you tell me which ones. Which one sounds good? If it doesn't sound good, don't worry about it. We'll skip it. Uh, save it for somebody else. I got uh, in a couple of weeks. I got Ben, um, another Ben. Uh, ben Pakes coming in. He did some weird news, so we'll get <laughs> done. Shoot. So here's one, which is 80 year old woman has don who has donated 230 units of blood earns the Guinness World Record for blood donated. I wouldn't normally say this is an interesting story, but when I read the story, all of a sudden I said, it isn't about the donating anymore. It's about her wanting to fucking be the person who donated the most. Really? It's like, oh, uh, of course. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it, it, this isn't the kindness of her heart. She just wants to be the one who's donated the most. So, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give it to me. I was thinking right. uh, how, how fast she will pass out because how much, how much blood can be in there anymore? Well... She's donated 230 units of blood throughout her life, saving the lives of countless mm. others. Her name is, uh, who cares what her name is? She looks like a real piece of work, by the way. <laughs> um, she looks like, <laughs> she looks funny. Uh, the most precious gift one can give is another person is the gift of life. Uh, speaking of which, 80-year-old woman who has been regularly donating blood has now earned the Guinness Book of World Records for the most uh, whole blood donated. Uh, Josephine something 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 has donated 203 units of blood throughout her life, saving lives. She started donating blood at 1965 at age 22. Notably, one unit of blood is approximately equivalent to one pint. So she's donated uh, 96 liters of blood altogether. Uh, I decided I'd join. Uh, in the beginning, I felt like it was I it was it was within me to give. And then when the, she was asked, she says, I can share with people that need it. Even at 80, she's been able to continue as a donor because there's no upper age limit to blood donation as long as the person is in good health in the U.S. She's averaging over four donations every year. So my the question... Elderly, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. My no, question no, is, ahead. how many children does, does she have? Um... <laughs> let's see. Let's see. I mean, she's... I mean, I mean it's I all about giving life, you know? <laughs> so... 
Well, you know what? You say, it's funny that you mentioned that because there's another article in here that's going to be perfectly. The elderly woman hopes to inspire more people to give blood, and she encourages all eligible people to do so. I never even thought I would have a record. Of course she thought she'd have a record. That's a lie. 100%. I never thought I would have a For record. Sure. <laughs> she donates four times a year. That's a lot. And I'm sure if I'm sure there's a rule. You know, I'm sure she there's like you can only do it a certain amount of time. Um uh, I'm, I was not donating for that reason, but I'm planning on keeping it. <laughs> uh, the woman's blood is type O positive, which is high in demand by hospitals because of the most common previous record of, was uh, held for uh, blood uh, was seven, 117 units. So this woman's blown the doors off of. She's blown the doors off. I, I, I personally, she, I didn't say she got kids or not. I would imagine that she's all squeezed out. I mean, I can't imagine you give that much blood. I don't know what what else left in you, you know? Giving so much but, blood um, gives you a high, I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> I, I, you know, you get to the point where you see people who have, you know, there are, there are Guinness Book World Records of things and, and you, yeah, these are awesome achievements. But the, they're the, 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 these things, it's almost like when you're donating money and then you make sure that your name's on there, which I've done. Like, I'm trying to help somebody. It's like a Kickstarter. Someone's, someone's, I never do anonymous, you know, I, I, and, and it's probably my own narcissism. I want people to think I'm not total garbage. Couldn't you, so like, couldn't you spend money on your company from your company too? Because I need, I, I, I've, um, you know, with the charity thing, I, I've done that, uh, through the company and, uh, um, it saves some taxes. Yes. So then you can't but, can't donate. But, uh, but then, but then the narcissism kicks in that they don't think it's me. They don't think that I'm doing it. Like I needed to just say Jeff Vader. I can't. Yeah, you have an LLC. You know. I know. I, yeah, my, I, you're right. My company right. has my be, name on it. <laughs> see, you're right. I, I should be doing. I should be. I should be more uh, doing. Well, I said this on Knife Talk last week. I used to give knives to this uh, hearing impaired event. Um, organization yep. and there was my friends were involved in and then it, they would bid on my knives and it turns out they were the only ones getting in the bids they were the only ones bidding and then these two guys a brother friend a brother and a brother-in-law <laughs> they were every year they were winning the knife and all of a sudden it dawned on me that they were basically getting my knife for free because they were it was a write-off you know and it, one guy even suggested the kind of colors i should put on the next knife i was donating and i was just like this motherfucker <laughs> right here is getting a free ass knife because he's donating i mean it's like it's like i mean it's the ultimate scam really because it's like i mean i'm not saying that these guys are doing it on purpose wink wink i'm sure that they are but i mean it's like nobody else wants them knives and now all of a sudden it's like you're trying to complete a set and he's putting the order in but it's donated to this thing and then he'll make sure that no one else bids on it and i mean you know at the end of the day, the, the charity still gets the money, right? The charity still gets the money, but at the same time, it's like, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's a little. Last year was my last year. Nah. I've had it. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. fucking had it. Um, where was that other part? Uh, I, had a, I had a story. That, oh, this is speaking of uh, donating. Um, uh, this is a mail for, um, well, this is, wait, I got to find this one that will fit perfectly after this guy. This is, oh. Uh, uh, this Dutch man who has donated to the sperm bank so much, he has 550 kids. <laughs> He's donated sperm. Dutch man with 550 kids is being sued by the sperm bank. So we're talking so? about donating to, she donated to him with blood. 
We're not saying. I mean, I, this motherfucker wants to go for Guinness Book of Records too. Dutch, a Dutch musician obsessed with donating his sperm and claiming he's fathered hundreds of children, is being sued by a sperm bank. DonorKind Foundation is suing uh, Jacob, uh, Jonathan Jacob Meyer, for allegedly misleading women, and they want him to stop. They estimate he has fathered around 550 kids. Mayer started uh, reportedly he's been blacklisted in 2017 by the Dutch Society of Obstetrics and Gynecology. At that point, the resident of The Hague had hit 10 different clinics, fathering 102 children. But that didn't stop the masturbating musician. Uh, He then started donating his seed abroad in Denmark and the Ukraine, offering his package through websites and social media. According to a Dutch website, uh, the woman at the center of the case is named Ava. She reportedly used Mayer's uh, services in 2018. When she learned of, of, of what he was doing, she was sick to her stomach. If only I had, if, if I had known he'd already fathered more than 100 kids, I wouldn't have chosen him. If I think about the consequences this could have for my child, I'm sick to my stomach. Many mothers have told him he needs to stop, but nothing helps. So going to court is the only option to I have to protect my child. Furthermore, uh, wait, why did she? She added, many mothers have told him he needs to stop, but nothing helps. So he's we're going to go to court. Um, so furthermore, uh, the cons- the sheer number of children he's fathered, uh, they all want um, they want his sperm destroyed. That's in storage. We're taking action against this man because the na- the national government's doing nothing. He is a global reach via the internet, and he does business at large with international sperm banks. No, I mean maybe my morals or are off, or I'm stupid. But please explain to me what well, what exactly did he wrong other than having big balls? <laughs> <laughs> He's he likes he he wants to donate. He want I guess from what I understand. You have the ability, um, so the lawyer, the, the group's lawyer who's suing him, says this kind of behavior is dangerous for the mental health, well-being, and health of the donor children. By, pre- pre- uh, by preferring this reproductive urge, the donor is acting unlawfully. In addition, he violates the agreements with the clinics and prospective parents because they trusted his promise that he would only father a maximum of 25 children. Ah, okay. So, yeah, okay. Right. That, that yeah. S- so it's fucking insanity. Yeah, but I'm still thinking, I mean, is it better to have 25 brothers or 2,500 or, or sisters, I, I you know, just, siblings? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's the problem there. You know, if, 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 well, if you discover that your mother um, had, had to go to the sperm bank instead of your father being your biological father, that's a problem in itself, I would imagine. I think it's not a big issue if you have 25 siblings or 2,500. I, I would imagine that that doesn't matter, but... Uh, yeah. I, I, I would think that there would be some, like, confidentiality on all this. Like, like I would imagine... I have friends who have had help with uh, fertility, and there's a degree... You don't really... I mean, it's almost like... it's The weird part is, is how out in the open it all is. Like... Yeah, <laughs> this guy is obviously this guy is obviously has some mental problems because it's like 
he he likes the power of <laughs> of his i mean this is some sort of strange power it's almost like the woman with the blood it's not too far off except for the fact that she's just like i'm helping people and he's like i'm making people and it's like but but know. the dude has a way higher impact on the gene pool imagine in a thousand years in a thousand years he might be in, in the gene pool of the human being he's a good looking guy <laughs> he's got long blonde hair see he looks like he's in decent <laughs> shape he's not a fucking i mean he doesn't he looks like a normal dutch guy and god bless the dutch i, I listen i just i, lo I love the I hear, i'm here for the dutch but this guy looks like you know a Scandinavian. He looks like he gonna. I mean, his the gene pool doesn't look like it's gonna change a whole lot over in Scandinavia <laughs> with this fucking guy. This guy looks like you know. Typically. He ain't gonna change a lot. You know, all of a sudden, you know, the people people get you're you're you got your flat lining on the gene pool on this one. He's nothing crazy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but it's fucking nut. I I I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I mean, God bless people for 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 doing it. To who, who, but at the same time, it's like, when is enough enough? And does, there, does he get paid for all these things, or is this just like completely for his own edification that he wants to have this? It's weird. I would I would guess you get paid. I mean, you get paid for the blood as well. Um, it's it's a little bit, right. but but you you get something for it. Who you take the two people, the woman with the blood. And the dude with the sperm, who is more noble? <laughs> uh, a lot of assumptions here, but um, right. hmm. yeah, some, of course we're assumptions. I mean, this, is, this is not scientific, Ben. I, this is a <laughs> work common conversation. Who is a more noble person? <laughs> it's difficult. Who's in it for, who are, who's more noble? No, noble. You know that, and who is more? not noble the dutch I mean, guy I, i'm i'm trying to 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 um analyze this you know the dutch yeah, guy know, is bringing hear, actual life into the world and except for the for the for the um um promise he gave that it's not more than 25 uh, i don't know batches of sperm right. he's giving yeah. um he 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 didn't force anyone to take his sperm it was his good looks i guess um, that made the women choose him. So I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm going with the Dutch guy. <laughs> oh, you think he's more noble? Yeah, hundred percent. He's I giving that, life. I, I mean, he's that, working out there. Yeah, he's he's making life. You, do you think she's that's easy? Life. She's she's helping life. Like she, you can tell that. Like if you were to say, if you were to, if both of them were going for the Guinness Book of World Records, let's say he's going for the Guinness Book of World Records too. All of a sudden, it's not. I think that she's more noble because. Giving blood isn't a big deal. It's not like I mean you're not you, you don't have the consequence of giving blood is eh they probably they squeeze the blood out they put it in the thing and throw it in the back of the truck at the end of it. The sperm though, that's some shit right there. I mean that's some fucking I mean you are your life life is five hundred fucking people are like you are creating a, a civilization yeah. of fucking blonde headed d Dutch guys same as they always were. Not you're not changing you're not you're not changing the gene pool here. But I think that she's more noble because she's trying to help people. He's less noble. He's trying to make people. Yeah, that's right. I think that she's yeah, I mean... more noble. <laughs> she's more noble. She wants to help people. He wants to make people. And wanting to make people is crazy. Like 500 people. I want to make 500 people. To imagine, imagine the mindset of being like, I want to impregnate 
500 people. That's the craziest That's thing. Insane. I mean, I, I find it hilarious. I mean, yeah, put yourself into his mind. I mean, he's thinking... He's, he's delusional. <laughs> he's building he's his delusional. legacy. <laughs> I mean, thank God. I mean, thank, I mean, they must have some sort of like child, you know, uh, uh, support situations in in place he, you know i mean 500 bills it, it's it's you know? it's denmark right yeah denmark. how many i mean I'm, i'm guessing it's similar similarly small like austria probably five to ten million people in denmark overall so i'm 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 just thinking about the problem with inbreds that yes. don't know about it well, i mean can you imagine he's... dating your sibling not knowing it's your sibling that is problematic that is problematic with 500 is, specimens you know <laughs> that's real yeah that's real problematic because you know you probably feel you end up i mean my wife's dark hair and i'm dark hair we kind of look similar maybe you're that is a fucking point because how would you know how would you you when you're dating someone you don't start asking about their genealogy right off the bat no <laughs> there's a very good chance He could creating be creating some dramatic situations, and he will be, and we, he will have that locally. I'm guessing, you know, he, he's donating to sperm banks banks locally to him, and the customers will be locally to those sperm banks. So it it, it wouldn't be spread around the whole Denmark, but probably around one city. So I'm thinking five. But all over. The, but he's oh, she he's hitting everybody because he's getting. The Dutch don't like him anymore, or Denmark's oh, yeah, getting, yeah. getting everyone's getting mad at him. Yeah, okay, true. So he's he's spreading out. <laughs> he's like, all right, you don't want it, I'll go somewhere else. Yeah, then less danger for for siblings to meet up. I mean, <laughs> if if you if you are if you are a product of a sperm donation, I'm talking to my listeners who are products of sperm donation, and you are single. You have a duty. You have a duty on your dates before you start making out with somebody. You got to let them know. Listen, just to let you know. I'm the product of beautiful technology, but we just got to make sure. We got to make sure. I just want you to know if you were a product or then all of a sudden, I'm sure that shit happens all the time. Mm. Oh, he's a piece of shit. I mean, he is a, he's a total garbage human being. She's the most noble. I originally thought she was just a wacko, but if you compare and contrast, he is a human garbage. No, he's pretty crazy. I mean, he's a. I would be interested to know how many kids he has on his own that he's taking care of, and then have they none, know. none, hundred percent, none. He doesn't want to take care of them. But imagine him developing the idea to spread his genes through the sperm banks. I mean, you're sitting at home. <laughs> In front of your computer, thinking about, hmm, I don't want to have children, but I want to have children, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, I want to know that I can have children. Yeah. I need proof. I need proof of my virility. <sighs> And then if this guy, all of a sudden, he just changes his tune. Maybe all of a sudden, he's like, ah, yeah, you know what? I've been doing this a long time, and now I'm getting sued. Maybe this is not a little too much. Yeah, I don't need this in my life anymore. And you want to change your life, and then you start going on dates, and you're just like, how do you bring that up? Because then the, you, the person you're dating is going to be like, what is wrong with this guy? He's just jerking off into cups and sending in the mail all over the place. Yeah, that must be weird. <sighs> I'm against I'm against that guy. I, she's more noble. God bless um, Guinness Book of World Records. If you're listening to Guinness Book of World Records, stay away from that guy. Don't give him the... Don't start making <laughs> sperm donation awards because nobody, nobody wants it. I'm sure he's all in right. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Last question. I'm gonna I'm gonna read a couple and then you make a decision. We could talk about slap fighting. You know about slap yes. fighting? 
what do you you are you are you in for a, the question is slap fighting the next big thing or unsporting stupidity you want to do that one um unsporting I'll read you a couple more and you decide yeah i don't you I, like it no I, I, I don't know what it is you don't have you never heard of slap fighting no no the, the second one unsporting what uh no it's the slap fighting then is oh. it the next big thing or unsporting stupidity ah, sorry yeah 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 um yeah uh, i'm i'm for slap fighting yeah oh you like it no 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 i'm not but i'm for the article i i, I don't like oh, it okay okay all of a sudden i was just like holy shit ben Kamon is in the slap fighting nah. game listen ladies and gentlemen got yourself a contender all right <laughs> so in las vegas the competitors stand rigidly upright with their hands behind their backs waiting to absorb a brutal slap to the face when the open-handed blow is delivered, there's a sharp report, uh, and the reaction can be dramatic. Some fighters barely move, while others stumble backwards and fall to the floor. UFC President Dana White is selling slap fighting as the next big thing in combat sports, putting his money and his resources uh, with one of the world's most foremost mixed martial arts organizations behind the Power Slap League. The Nevada Athletic Commission has sanctioned the league for compet competitions in Las Vegas. It's a home run, says White, who is among several UFC officials involved in the league. Some slap fighting beatdowns have gone viral, including a slap from Eastern Europe showing a man who continue, continues to compete after half the size of his face is swollen to twice the size. Exposure to, to such has led to questions about the safety of slap fighting uh, and the risk of chronic traumatic encopoly. Uh, or CTE, a degenerative brain disease believed to be caused by repeated blows to the head. Uh, I, I, I find it, I, I mean, it's a straight money grab because it's it's yeah, it's somewhat uh, entertaining to see. I, I mean, we all know the, the Instagram uh, clips, I think, when you when it just pops up or, or YouTube or whatever. Yeah. But um, that, that someone serious uh, would, like, I, I would assume Dana White, is i don't know uh gets into it i mean the ufc was pretty harsh but i think regarding cte and the dangers um the fighters are pretty conscious about that i, I have the impression at least um so that slap fighting thing is just i mean it's it's just crazy it's just nuts it's 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 the crazy part is is like i i was really actually i talked to honor kagler uh, dies in every film yeah. was a professional fighter yeah. and actually we talked on on this podcast on the next podcast uh uh fire and steel we talked about his fights his fights are awesome uh, you usually want to talk about a guy who has uh ha honor has had highlight reel he's got a highlight reel uh, uh fights i mean he's i mean it really is incredible from what I was understanding, and I was a, I loved the UFC for a long time. I loved mixed martial arts for a long time because I was told that there's so much jujitsu that there's less head trauma in mixed martial arts than there is in boxing. Uh, boxing. Yeah. Right, because you're not getting as you're getting you know there's so many submissions and body kicks and all this stuff and like that there isn't as much head trauma as anything else. So in my mind, I was just like, okay, that's good enough for me. You watch these slap fights. These people, how can you, there's no defense. I mean, I think a sport has to have offense and defense, right? So with a slap fight, there is no true defense. Nothing, nothing. And there's no slipping away. There's no blocking. There's, there's zero defense for the offense. 
So it just seems as though it's not really a actually sport. opposite to that because if you move, you might be disqualified. I think. Right. I, I don't. I'm right. not sure, but I think if you move away or, or th- something, something like that, you you you're getting disqualified or something like that. Um, what what bothers me most is that those people most likely, I would assume, I, I don't know actually, but I would assume those are uh, pretty or or uneducated in fighting or fighting i don't know if there is an education on that but mma fighters you know you you can say they are educated in what they are doing but those slap fighters you know i i I would assume they are not educated in that i've heard a lot of uh fighters like luke rockhold who used to be the ufc middleweight champ smart guys who are like they're disgusted by it Because it isn't, you know, martial arts is really, I mean, I'm not a martial artist. I've followed, you know, martial arts for a long time and I like it and I'm fascinated. And I give, you give these guys, the the art is learning all these things and kind of putting them together in an artistic way, like, like uh, Anderson Silva or even Muhammad Ali. These are artists using the, you know, standard things and then stringing together and making like a, it's almost like writing a beautiful poem. You know, you know all the words, yeah. and then if you can figure out how to string them all together to make something beautiful, that's what these guys do. Anderson Silver is a perfect example. Yeah. But this slap fighting thing looks just—I mean, I've—I se- remember seeing it a number of years ago as in Russians. You know. Yeah, exactly. What you look for is you—they put a little bit of talcum powder on their face, and when they get slapped, you see this giant cloud of smoke, or you <laughs> see the like the slap, and there's explosion of sweat. It's just. It's so grotesque. I, I I tried watching it in the early days, and every time it comes up, I immediately go. I don't want to see. I don't want to see it. You know, I don't. I don't want to see it. It's just, it's just. It's too disgusting. And the fact that Dana White, who, sorry to say, but he, I mean, I'm not really sorry to say, but he doesn't take care of his fighters. I mean, he doesn't take care of his fighters in general. They don't. These guys do break their backs, and they they just. There's, apparently, there's no health care and. I don't frankly I, I'm you know I'm for mixed martial artists make all these athletes making money but at the same time it's like these the slap fight is so grotesque I just can't and and I can't yeah I, I'm not and I think it's not long-term entertaining you know I, I can't imagine no. following a slap um a slap fight guy um like like one does with Anderson Silva discussing his technique his 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 physical appearance his I don't know right. at the weigh-ins how, what what appearance did he make? You know, all that is gone with slap fights. I would imagine. I mean, I, I'm I'm not into it either. But that that's I, what I meant. It's 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 a pretty disgusting money grab. He sees some opportunity. He sees some popularity, and he's just going for it, Dana White, um, and 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 just trying to get some money out of it. I'm, the, I'm thinking. The crazy thing is that the Nevada Athletic Commission is like on board. So they're like legitimizing it. That's the crazy thing. And ultimately, it's probably going to be about betting. It's probably going to be, you know, it's just, it really kind of, it cheapens, you know, the cage fighting was really frowned upon in the beginning. You know, in the beginning, in the beginning, it was all about Hoist Gracie and and what jujitsu can do. And then it went into, these are cage fighters and it's like cockfighting and it's like bullshit. And then there was this definitely this evolution to the point where you saw the beauty in it. There were there have been fights nights where I used to watch, I used to get the pay per view and the fights were so beautiful that it was like, you know, I mean it was just I mean it was amazing and and these people are real true 
artist but this fucking thing it's I, just so great i think the problem with cage fighting at the beginning because i was i was pretty young i was a child i mean 13 years old or, or something when i saw my father look at um k1 or what it, what it was with oh yeah kickboxing yeah emilia neck um vader Emilio Neko. Yeah. yeah, the Russian yeah, dude. Peter Emilianeko. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and 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 it looked pretty uh, brutal compared to boxing because that was popular uh, simultaneously or or before and then simultaneously. But um, in retrospect, I think probably cage fighting is. Mm, I don't want to say better for the fighter, but I would. Yeah, I, I would. <laughs> well, when you get choked out, it doesn't doesn't do anything long term it's just like you know puts you to sleep i mean yeah as opposed to getting kicked to hell and at least it's I voluntary know. and educated educated that's the point it's educated where slap fighting it's just it's just if you listen to i interviewed honor years ago and we talked all about his fights his fights are so interesting and it was really kind of it was really cool and he and i are talking about maybe someday we'll do like a We'll have a you know a, a mixed martial arts episode where we talk to him and he his uh he's gonna get on he's uh, his trainer is his trainer is Danny Mitchell who's a UFC legend would love to talk to maybe we'll get him on someday. That would be cool. Ben, <laughs> Ben, you're the man. I'm so glad you arrived. I'm so glad you're here. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, man, for having me. And you know, it was the third time. If this was dating, it would get dirty now. I know. Yeah. Well, now, I mean, now, but Are you well, ready? now we, we're dealing with our, we're dealing with the Dutch guy. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty dirty. <laughs> you know, you got nothing on him. You, you, know, you got to get into the 500, you got to 500 children to, to, you know, to, to make a mark in this joint. You know, it's seriously, come on, man. Who knows what Guys, I'm <laughs> you know what you're working on. I know you're working up to it. You heard him here first, ladies and gentlemen, you're going for the 500 kids, 500 episodes. Ben came up, Ben, come on. Pronounce Kamon. Don't forget it. Kamon Knives on Instagram. Is it Kamon Knives on Instagram? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. There you go, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Think... Look in the look in the show notes. I'll have it in the show notes. Go check him out. I'm telling you guys, one of the most innovative knife makers in the game, globally. Period. You heard me. I'm telling you. And he's over at Eating Tools. He's in the new Momasi Fire Arts calendar. Go get yourself one of them. I said, get him to sign it for you. If you're in Austria, get him to sign it for you. And uh, we'll see you next week, guys. I'm going to be down in, we're going to be down at the Center for Metal Arts. I think Pat Quinn's coming back. Well, we'll see. All right, guys, we will see you later. Ben, thank you once again. Hasta la vista, baby. This show is brought to you by the Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey!